Right, I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Cool. Let's rock and roll. Welcome to the Bearded Fan Podcast. I am Andrew, and thanks for joining me on this episode. In this week's episode, I speak to Lorraine Bosch. Lorraine is a good friend of mine. We talk about the motorcycles that he owns at the moment, some of the ones that he's had in the past, and also some of the old cars that he has parked in his garage. So, welcome to the final Bearded Fan podcast episode of 2019. Yes, it's the end of the year, finally. So, um, if you were listening to the uh, previous episode, you will remember that I mentioned that I would be announcing some changes that I'm going to be bringing in 2020. I'm still working on some of them, so they're not all cast in concrete, but the one thing that is cast in concrete uh, is that I will be publishing an episode every Friday now. So I hope you guys are going to enjoy the extra content coming your way. And I would love to, as usual, hear from you guys. Um, so that's on Instagram. Drop me a DM. The profile account is Bearded Fin Podcast. Right. In this week's episode, I speak to a, a, a mate of mine, Lorraine. He was up in Joburg on business. I suggested, why, why doesn't he pull around? Let's record a podcast. We'll order some food in. We ordered Uber Eats. Uh, we got some burgers from Hudson's. Very, very good burgers. I recommend them. Yes, so at the beginning of the podcast, we start by tucking into our burgers. So I hope you don't mind listening to us getting going with our food before we get into the meat, excuse the pun, of the conversation. So, but this is a very laid back episode. It's the final episode of the year. I thought I'd make it the Christmas edition. I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll catch you on the first Friday of next year of 2020. Um, I'll be bringing you an episode uh, that if you're a lady rider, a woman that rides motorcycles, you'll be interested in this episode. Here's this week's episode. I hope you enjoy. Right. It's a burger like. You tried it. I've just prepped myself. Mm -hmm. That's all I've done. I've set it all out. Right. We are ready. Let's rock and roll. (laughs) 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 Had to squeeze that in somewhere. (laughs) Mm. Looks like a legend burger. Mm. I think what you meant was you didn't. Um, you, it's not that you forgot to say no onions. You asked for extra onion because oh. there's like half an onion on it. But it's oh. okay. I've extracted it. I okay, sh- good. Sir. I will live. So don't you like onion? You mm. don't like raw onion? Mm. You don't like onion on your burger? I don't do raw onion on anything if I can help it. Oh, is it? Mm. Cooked onion, no problem. Yeah, it was like caramelized. Yeah, stuff. Pretty Spur cool. onion rings. Mm. I'll do tons of those. No, my problem is, I always go to a place and I um, think, okay, I'm going to have onion rings, and then I'm disappointed when they arrive because they're either too oily or there's like very few places that. Oh, you talk about batter. Onion yeah, rings well, yeah, whatever, whichever way they do it. But yeah. yeah, no, listen, the way that Spur does their onion rings, I love it. Isn't and it? have like done crispy for as long as yeah, I can remember. Exactly. It's still the same, isn't it? Absolutely. Not too bad. These chips are good. I don't know if you want to try. The burger is legend. Mm. See, you deconstructed the box. Yeah, so I don't want anything, anyway. you don't want anything to get in the way, you know? Mm. 
Absolutely. It's not good for things to come between you and a burger. So that um, that burger that we had at Tiger's Milk in um, what is it, uh, Camps Bay, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Huh? It's the first time I've eaten at um, Tiger's Milk. Yeah, yeah, it helps with the fresh air and the God, this scenery. Is get messy, man. Whose idea was it to eat in podcast? Oh, I couldn't uh, couldn't say. We cannot mm. confirm or deny these allegations. Mm. So um, I saw a, a short wheel base pickup. FJ forty five. Yeah, I can't see how it can be a FJ forty five if it's a if it's a short wheelbase. Yeah, because that should be a FJ forty, but yes. it was the pickup. So okay. yeah, I, yes. I never I never know how their numbering works when it comes to those things. But I think a guy wants like three hundred thousand rand for it or whatever. Oh wow! But it looks like in good nick. Really. Is it still original engine? Original probably, original? probably not. It's probably sure. Mm. Those are awesome though. They put a smile on your face. Those. Well, with the advent of um, Becky eventually getting a driver's license and taking the figure. Yeah. Yeah, like my mind's, as you know, from the beginning of the year has already been yes. ticking over like, what do I do? Exactly. You want something like an all-round vehicle that's it's cool, practical, right? I inverted commas and we'll talk yeah. about practicality of vehicles just now. Uh, not practical, useful, put it that way. Okay, yeah. Practical in that sense. Not practical as Utilitarian. In, uh, util- yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, hmm. Yeah, so cool, diddler, and capable. You know, if you decide, oh, okay, I actually want to do that overland trip to across Namibia or Botswana or go up to southern Angola or whatever yes. it is. Or run to the hardware store and put some <laughs> oh, yeah. in the back. Huh? <laughs> exactly, yeah. That you've, yeah. And I suppose fuel consumption, unfortunately, doesn't come into the equation. Mm-hmm. No. Although I thought about it. The way I see that is... I commute on a bike like you. Yep. A lot. Yeah. And because it uses so much less fuel, I kind of build up credits. Mm. So if I then take out one of the impractical cars and they use a lot of petrol, it's okay because it kind of balances out. It's true. I'm sure I'm still just an average fuel mm. user. And that, and that, well, I mean, I thought about it because when Becky gets her driver's license, I've already prepped her and said, well, you do understand that you become Uber now for your sister. Yes. And then I can go to work on my bike every day. Right? And like you say, mm. from a fuel consumption point of view, you, you know, it's like the carbon tax, you're offsetting it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, Credits. and the other thing that I thought about, just in terms of um, cash flow, if I was to go buy a modern car that uses a lot less fuel, let's say I bought a hybrid. Yeah. Let's say I went for other Prius or a Lexus UX two fifty or whatever. I'm in for seven hundred thousand Rand yes. for the vehicle. That's right. So you have to I'm use a shitload of fuel to make up the saving. Yeah, so I'm there at like fourteen <laughs> grand a month every month for a whole year. And then I buy a vehicle for a hundred thousand that uses sixteen meters per hundred Ks. Yeah. And even if I drive to Cape Town and back Yes, that's round trip is we've spoken about about eleven or twelve thousand yes. rand. If you there and back and obviously some, some mileage in, in and around Cape Town. Still doesn't even come that's like one month's payment on a on a on, yes. on a flipping hybrid. But also you you'll have saved more than that on fuel on your bike every month anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah, like yeah. You save more than I'm pretty sure I save more than a thousand Rand in fuel on my bike every month. Mm. I think I'm doing Look, I live quite far from work, so 45Ks is my commute one way. Okay. And I fill up, if I have lots of other things to do, maybe twice a week, 
which is 20 liters of fuel. Mm. So worst case scenario, I use 80 liters of fuel in a month to commute. No, no. That's one or one and a half tanks for most cars, I think. Mm. Of course, the difference is I don't arrive quietly and I have a big smile on my face and all of those other ones. And take photos and send them to your buddies in Joburg (laughs) to piss them off. No, I Have a cup of coffee a, on the way. But it's just being a mate, you know. Sharing no, is no. caring, is I what know, they say. I know, I know. <laughs> Needless to say, I don't have any opportunities to send you any uh, in, envious uh, <laughs> yeah, photos that are going to make you envious. Oh, look, there's a mind dump. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. I wish I could see that every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't rub it in, mostly. No. I have to admit, it's actually... Quite enjoyable receiving those photos because then I can dream about. Uh, I could be there, maybe <laughs> one day. Yeah, or incentive to come and visit. You know exactly. Mm. So, like you're saying, it's like 45 k's to work, but um, you always use the Chapman Speak. Um, you on your bike, you always use Chapman Speak. I try to go unless I have some other meeting. I I go <laughs> into town via Chapman's Peak, mm. and I come back via the M3. Okay. So I don't. And like, do how long does it take you? Travel time, not not. Uh, I, I mean, riding time, yeah. not your your coffee stop included. Uh, it's about 40, mm, 35 minutes. Mm. Well, I don't know about you, but I'd drive a little bit slowly to take in the view. You know. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> My wife will probably watch this. So yes, I drive very slowly <laughs> every day to work, <laughs> very sedately. Mm. Yeah. Is that including that section between Hartband and Dudno? Up the hill. Yeah, up the hill. Take it pretty slowly. See, the problem with driving in traffic is, even with the cars, you know, they get this carbon buildup in the the ignition system from just idling around, and and sometimes you need to just… Clear it out. Yeah. Hmm. And obviously, you know, like my… It's motorcycle maintenance is really… My theory is that you want to get out ahead of the the cars. (laughs) 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 You know, by like a kilometre… You know, yes. before, they, before they've even left the red light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cannot confirm or deny these yeah, allegations. Yeah, yeah. No. But I have to, I have to say that um, that uh, Holly of yours, the the black one, uh, in that section does go very well. Yes, it has sort of a split personality. I think you will have noticed. Mm. You can sort of putter about, mm. and she'll happily do that, but. Goes a bit schizophrenic when you <laughs> we open the throttle. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I realized that the last time I rode her, because I suppose you know, like when I'm riding someone else's bike. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm respectful. It's their bike. I'm not riding it hard or whatever. Yeah. But as you get more and more comfortable with it, you feel more confident. Yes. And so the last time we went for the ride. Yeah. Um, I did. I did open the throttle a lot more than I've done in the pipe because, you know, like you, know, like you normally go through the gears. Yeah. Nicely and it and of course I'm going nice. like this yeah, all the time. Like, asking you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like why? Why 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 do you keep on pushing me? Mm. Now I know why. Because like you say, I mean she she comes alive after a while. Because mm. that's something that I don't experience in my GS. Really? You know, like my GS, I don't push my GS that hard because, you know, commuting in traffic and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes you climb on the highway and you as you pull onto the on the on ramp. You know, you give it gas, but I don't like 
Take it through Like gears, really, yeah. really, really take, you know, yeah. push the rev. The rev's on that bike. And when I have, it doesn't have the same sort of, okay, you know, like switches over to hooligan mode, you know? <laughs> yeah. It just carries on yes. like a German bike would. Yeah, oh, with man. precision and engineering. Although the old BM, every time I ride that bike, I'm like, fuck yeah. Mm. Yeah, they have a surprising amount of power, actually. I mean, the torque is, is, is good on those. They're rated for, what's that, an 800? Yeah. So it must have like something like 60 brake horsepower, I think, is the power output on that. The, the R100 I had, I think the stand, coming out the factory, R100 RS is 72 brake horsepower. And if you just shorten the pipes and put some pods on it, mm. then you get up to 105 brake horsepower. Holy shit. Really? <laughs> yes. The only reason I know that is because I did that ridiculously stupid thing of putting a motorcycle on a car dyno <laughs> and... You know, taking it up to 150 kilometers an hour in a stationary position with two straps attached. It's a, not not a smart thing to do, but we, we were curious. I mean, but I'm surely, surely there are diners out there that are specifically for bikes, eh? Yes. And you just use the car. Well, I suppose my excuse is that we were in Kenya and I had a friend who had a, a rally dyno. And actually, I don't believe that at that time in Kenya there were any other dinos for that matter. Mm. So I didn't have options. And it's one of those things that seems like a good idea at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Until you're on it. <laughs> and it's kind of doing this. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that could have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this guy that had the dyno, was this the guy that you, did you buy bikes from him? or No, no, no. Did he service bikes for you? No, he was, uh, he was just a good mate of mine, Simon. Okay. Um, very good Kenyan rally driver, but also rally mechanic. Because mm. rally is quite big, culturally quite big in um, in Kenya still. So, yeah, he was sort of set up for that. Okay. And we had access to it, and so why would we not, you know? But hmm. there, but there were, was there a guy that you were buying bikes from? You, oh, I yes, I remember Rick. you said there was a guy that... He is still the motorcycle whisperer, in my opinion. Okay. He can tinker and fettle anything into life oh right um, I did get a lot of my bikes from him when I say a lot of a couple of them I got my BMW R100 RS and he did the conversion for me um, 1979 that was um, I got my Harley the old Harley that's here I got mm. that from him 1966 Harley Davidson Sportster um, what else did I get from him no is that a bike that you'd ever get rid of no mm. I, I, no yeah, I had. I told you I had to sell six of my bikes when we came back from Kenya, um, which and I, so I could only keep two. And the Harley was definitely not going. So yeah, yeah. So the Harley and the Norton have come back. Mm. So you just got the Norton recently shipped down from yes in crates. Mm. Yeah, mm. a whole project on its own <laughs> <laughs> in the queue. <laughs> in the queue. Yeah. So I suppose it's a good thing you didn't buy. You didn't. Um, Take that guy up on that that other one, that 1940s Harley, but, yeah. the one in the Cape. Yeah. Mm. Well, I suppose sometimes you kind of want to, but you're just, you know, yeah. it's not the right thing to do. <laughs> I promise myself I'll be grown up now and finish the projects that I've got. Mm. 
But do you ever like look at something like that and go, oh shit, um, I might not find another one like that again? Or? Well, I think when you start with, uh, in, when you start, I don't know if it's the word is collecting, but getting involved in classic bikes and cars, I think you, you feel like that in the beginning. You see something and you think, oh shit, I'll never see something like that again. But it just isn't like that. Mm. I've, seen, I've seen more of those again after that and there will be more. And yeah. when the time's right and you've got the cash and you've you know got the opportunity, then you know take it, I guess. Yeah, so. but I mean, uh, I mean that's also the thing that I I realized when I was looking at that um, that sixty series Land Cruiser is that you know like the timing was wrong. Yes. Um, and then you're like, oh no, no, I must get this one because I might not get another one. But I mean, the chances are that another one might come. It might even be better. Yes. You never know. You yeah. might catch the guy at the right time. He's selling a, a Land Cruiser all kitted out. Everything is 100%, but he's emigrating. Yeah. And he just wants to sell it. That's right. You right. know? So, I mean, the, I mean, you are right that you just need to be patient. And yeah, but also, I suppose, Lynette and I have this agreement that if shit gets weird, you should walk away. Yeah. So, and I find <coughs> that if you, when you start to push, when you're pushing a transaction or when it's not going to plan, you should, I think, just take mm. the signs. I mean, I'm, we're not really superstitious, but... yeah. But certainly, no, but I mean, you do you get know. a vibe like how yeah. the person's interact. Uh, but you told me a story about were you buying a, a Ford Capri or something? Yes, like I that? was very keen on a Ford Capri. Yeah, very keen. I went to test drive it and the whole story. Obviously, yeah. Lynette hated it because it had those <laughs> louvers on the back. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't keen on those from a styling point of view. So, um, but I was dead keen because I've loved the Capris and it had the V6 engine in it and you know, all the right specs, everything. Yeah, um, and then she just got weird, you know. Sort of made they had accepted my offer in principle and were happy with everything, and they needed to get back to me on something. I don't know what it was, a date or paperwork or something. I can't remember what it was. And it, you know, a couple of times of asking, they didn't get back to me. So I walked away. Mm. Um, and funny enough, just after that, after I now had sort of, I suppose, unsuccessful buyer's remorse, um, is when we found the F two fifty. Okay, um, and that's turned out to be a great option actually yeah, because absolutely. we're now using that as the surf track mm. units, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Man. Yeah. yeah, I must admit that's um, a very interesting vehicle to to drive because I mean you forget how strenuous I say strenuous. Yes, it is to. I'm sure you get F two fifty fit eventually. But yes, like if you haven't driven something like that yeah. for yonks or whatever. Uh, um, because I can remember we had this old Toyota Hilux pickup at yes. the laboratory on the mine that I worked at when I first started working. Okay. And it was like an old dog like that, you know. It, it, it was like like 1970-something. Yes. No power steering. It was just like, you know, it was hard work to drive that thing. Yeah. And like the F-250 when you guys were moving down to Cape Town. <laughs> when you got to the transporter, I was like... Yeah, tired. but also because I think it's again it's 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 I suppose you apprehensive. I'm yes. driving this vehicle. I'm not very familiar with. Yeah, it's got drum brakes on it. The brakes massive. Don't work in the know. beginning. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden they work once they've warmed up. It's like, <laughs> and, yes. then, um, and then you have to dial it in. You know. Yeah, and then also yeah. you got to like work that um, that that uh, that handbrake and get the clutch control. And you know sometimes you got some old lady with her Honda Ballard, tiniest like, little thing, tucked, tucked under your butt there. Yeah, oh, and you start rolling back. Very, very nervous, that lady. I could see in her rear view mirror, I could see her eyes going. 
I was, dude, I was just concentrating on fucking getting that thing moving. Yeah. It's like wheel spin. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. But I mean, look, it's a very nice vehicle. I mean, it's obviously, it's old school. It's got character and everything. But it was cool to drive because it's like fucking everything yes. is stripped down. It's just, you know, it's not fancy But you also shit. had it for a couple of days. I can't remember why. I to remember. To transport your bike. Yes, because we... Um, and it suited you well, actually. Yeah, yeah. when we... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I enjoyed driving. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Yes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's like, whoa, check that out. So even when I dropped the bike off. So, I mean, yes. the story is is that uh, um, I had my old R80 stroke 7. It's been standing for a while, yeah. while, while I was in between residences. And uh, the one day we were chatting and you said, hey, dude, why don't you just go pick up your bike? We'll bring it back to my place and we'll start working on it. Get it ready for the DGR. Yes. And, um, oh yeah, and I also wanted to go down to Swaziland. I think there was, we were trying to get it ready for that. Well, I think it was first the Thousand Bike Show. It sort of rolled. We rolled the dates <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. we were, so the one day we came in, we picked up the bike. With the F two fifty, yes. Took it back to your place, and then over a couple of months, we started grafting on it. Did some some work on it, and then we were getting towards the end. It was the DGR, yeah. And I wanted to use it, so and I think we had got to a stage where we needed some special tools. To I remember the 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 diff seal, or there there's that um, seal between the 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 diff at the back, yes, and the front that was leaking. Remember yeah. it was. Um, overflowing from the, the, yes. the overflow on the back of the diff. Yeah. And then Donovan from SciTech said to me, oh, well, you need a special tool to get it off. And ah, let me just take it to Donovan. Yes. So the last part of the bike. And the balancing of the carbs. Oh, we and can, the balancing of the carbs. We just couldn't yeah, tickle yeah, yeah, we, into you. Yeah, yeah, we were battling with that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, so that's when I borrowed the, the, the um, F250. Got the bike on the back there. Yes. Yeah, it's got a nice long lead back. <coughs> the whole bike fits on it. You yes. don't have to leave the flap down. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I think Donovan was actually quite, quite, quite impressed. And like, yeah, geez, is that yours? I was like, no, it's not mine. It's my buddy's. Yeah, oh, damn. <laughs> but yeah, very nice vehicle. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you're using it as your surf vehicle. It looks looks perfect with the surfboards on the back there. Yeah. Mm. I always say to people, if you don't have the talent, you should at least look the part, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fake it till you make yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, you guys, um, was it this past weekend that you went out? Yes. Did you take the surfboards or did you just Yeah, no, no, we went to Musenberg. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did all, all four of you fit in the FT? Yeah, that's that photo we sent you with yeah. the four of us in the cab in the cool. front. Yeah. <laughs> How many seatbelts? <laughs> um, um, one two, or two. Two hard <laughs> ones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just... Just come over the lap. There's no, no mm. shoulder strap. Mm. But we we usually double clutch. So we yeah. we do one of the boys it, yeah. on the one side okay. and one of the boys on the left on the other. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. And I mean, look, I mean, you're not really going that fast. No. And anything that pulls in front of you, you're going straight through. Yeah, you're gonna win yeah. that argument. Yeah, you're gonna for win the that most argument. Part, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, so. But I mean, going back to the bikes in Kenya, you said when you were um, coming back to South Africa, you said that. What, you had to get rid of six of your Six bikes. bikes, yeah. So what bikes did you have at that stage? <sighs> okay, so there were two uh, Royal Enfield 350 Bullets. Mm. Um, they were both, I think, dated late 70s, early 80s. So the Indian, the one that was made in Indian India. Version, yeah. So they made those Enfields in India from 1958 onwards. Mm. Uh, and in fact, they used that same tooling for those, I think, until the early 2000s, before they started 
introducing new stuff. So they still had the gear change on the right, on the right and, the, side, yeah. and all of that stuff. So one of them was Lynette. She used to ride with me and the other was mine. Um, and actually at one point we had three of them. Uh, but but at that point, yeah, so I sold two of those Enfield 350 bullets. And then I had, there's a tattoo on my back of the Honda CB250, uh, the first cafe race I ever built myself. Okay. Um, so I had to sell that. I got a picture of it the other day of someone who was doing the DGR in Kenya, in Kenya. on yeah. that bike. Sent me oh, pictures. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Um, the BMW R100 RS, 1979. It had the sand casts. Um, Valve covers, yeah. So the round one, not the yeah, not the, one not with the square the ones, not like yeah. mine, yeah. Um, and I converted that into a cafe racer as well. It was all matte black. The rolling gear and the tank and the seat were white, yeah, with black trim. Hmm. Um, yeah, one of the bikes I was really sad to see go, and the other was a BSA A65 Thunderbolt from 1971, okay, um, 650 twin, um, and a Kawasaki KZ1000. C uh, from 1981. Okay. And if you're as old as we are, then you would have seen a series called Chips. That those police bikes were not. A lot of people thought they were Harley, but they yeah. were not. They were those covers. So that was the police spec bike. And, oh wow! And that friend of mine, Simon, who has the had the dyno, they're in Australia now. He drove down to Dar es Salaam with me from Nairobi. Uh, we went in there. Um, in his Land Cruiser, he had a 100 series Land Cruiser with a rooftop um, uh, tent, tent yeah. but just the cover for a rooftop tent. And I had seen that Kawasaki driving past in Dar es Salaam, past someone's house, just standing there. Holy <laughs> shit. And I knocked on the guy's door and said, I want to buy that bike. <laughs> so, but we wouldn't have been able to bring it across the border because it didn't have paperwork. Okay. And they would have stopped us. So we drove down and in three hours, completely dismantled the bike. And loaded it into the 100 series and into the rooftop carrier on the top. Are you telling me you smuggled a <laughs> motorcycle across the border? Drove back to Nairobi, yeah. <laughs> so it was only sort of, uh, sure, I'd say it was about 85% uh, of the way through putting it back together okay. after having all the bits painted and all the bits, bits restored. So I didn't get to finish that project, but there's a mate of mine in Kenya who's busy with it now who, oh, who wow. took it. Yeah, so hopefully um, you get to see it done now. Yes. So how many have I done now? The two Enfields, the Honda, the the Beamer, the BSA, and the Kawasaki. Yeah. So those are the six bikes that I had to leave behind. It's yeah. funny how you kind of I was got to the point where I was quite selective about who could take the bike and who not. You know, oh, lots of people came to look at them and yeah. I would sort of decide whether you were worthy of the no, bike. But I mean or it's not, fair yeah. enough. I mean it's fair yes. enough because I think you get to that stage where you have sentimental I mean, you like you say, you found that bike in Yes. And you made a plan to get it back and, yeah. you know, like, you know, there's... Yeah, and I like to tinker. So, I, I mean, yeah. you kind of have a relationship with something when that happens, yeah. you know. Sometimes it's a love-hate relationship, <laughs> you know. Lynette will tell you she spent a lot of time sitting in a car next to the side <laughs> of the road, <laughs> the road waiting well. for me to get the bike going again, <laughs> whichever one it was after a test run. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you do, I think, become attached to them. Yeah. So, um, I mean, and I mean, you're not scared of doing that, of being yes. on the side of the road. No. Tinkering no. with a bike. Yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we tried one roadside fix. Rowan was with me and he drove, he had bought an, one or the other, the third infield that I'd originally bought actually for a parts bike and then managed okay. to put together and get running again. He bought it off me. So he and I did a trip also in Kenya um, and I, 
the near the piston it's a single a 350 single the infield and the um, piston sort of semi disintegrated the bottom half of the skirt broke right off in the barrel oh, shit. <laughs> and we tried to i tried to get it balanced and put it back together and made gaskets out of um, Kellogg's boxes on the side <laughs> of the road. Lots of Kenyans looking at me thinking I'm absolutely crazy <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And did you get it right or did um, you have to? I got it to run for like 30 seconds and then it ate Just itself up. Okay. Uh, and then we had Shit. to make a plan and put oh. the bikes on there. But, you know, we you can't always shot. fix it. Yeah. But I mean, like you say, you're not you're not scared to do it on the side of the road. Yes, yeah. some of us would be like a little bit cautious about. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Yeah. You know? Well, I suppose that's the. You do have that flexibility though. When it, I mean, it's old, most of my bikes, as you've been our old bikes, obviously. Yeah. But so they do give you a bit more leeway. You know, mm. you can tinker and fiddle and. You yeah, know. I think with these new modern bikes, when it's electronics. Yeah. When there's a problem with electronics. If you haven't brought your laptop, your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you can't talk to the bike. Exactly, you know, yeah. not If it gets back. wet, then it's... Yes. Because it's fried, you know. There's yeah, no, like there's the, the old Harley has no, it runs no battery. There's no yeah. battery there. It has a generator, which only produces power when the bike's running. Mm. Um, and it still has a distributor, you know. It's yeah. Not, it doesn't even have points. Mm. There's you know, no coil, no nothing. So <laughs> that's, so, <laughs> that's so cool. Though. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy, yeah. So I mean, I mean, there's a video of you trying to start it the other day. Yes, a bit of a moment. Someone was so laughing in the background. <coughs> I don't know who that was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the guy holding the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should have no names mentioned. Should have made him give it a go. You know <sighs> what I mean? Well, I've never tried. I don't think. No, I don't think I should. I think have. you have tried to start it. Mm. No, I don't think so. I know. I think you have. Uh, you know, you might be right in the yeah. beginning. In the beginning, yeah. But I mean, that bike is, uh, yeah, there's something about that bike. It's like, um, <clears throat> I'll post the photo <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And see if I can find the video of you starting it, you know, on the DGR. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, that bike's got so much character about it because a lot of people look at that bike and first of all, some people, very few people actually realize what it is. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, so... I mean, it's very unassuming. Well, it's a bit scruffy, I suppose. Yeah, it's a bit I mean, of a rat no, it's bike, really. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, it's not like anything else that you see on, on the road. Yes. It, I mean, I've never seen one of those anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's got, it's got a lot of character and it's got a lot of sound to it. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> <and> <laughs> my, neighbor, my neighbor had something to say about it the one day. I seem to remember that. I think even the DGR organizers from <laughs> here in Joburg well, had least, something to least, say about at that. At least we got the party <laughs> moving. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to be another half an hour. Mm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Crack on. <laughs> yeah. I've still got the photo. <laughs> I'm sure they were. They probably had some sort of agreement that they weren't going to make too much noise or something. So. Oh, well. We sorted yeah. that problem out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's one of those, I suppose, kind of amusing things about that bike. Because as you say, it's quite unassuming when you just look at it. You wouldn't recognize it for what it is. Starts. But yeah, when you kick it into life, it's a completely different story. <laughs> Makes me happy. And not to mention, when I'm leaning over and tinkering on my bike, and you... <laughs> Move <laughs> the bike while I'm standing next to it. Well, <laughs> I, my ear next to the. It's exhaust. one of the few moments I've like really felt 
genuinely bad about <laughs> <laughs> that you were revving the bike. Yeah, yeah. because Thanks, I mean that couldn't have been Thanks. fun. There's no question <laughs> about that. I think I think I think that's where my tinnitus comes from. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm still zinging in my left yeah, well, ear. Well, at least you have a story to tell. You oh, know, no. it didn't just happen over time gently yeah. because you got old. You know. Yeah. Someone, well, I mean, that's someone cranked the throttle on a 66 Harley Davidson mm. Sportster with straight through pipes. <laughs> <laughs> 30 centimeters from your ear. <laughs> so did their bike come with those pipes on or did you put um, That's the second set of pipes that were on there. Um, the previous ones were uh, pretty much the same, just chromed. And I mm. didn't want blingy chrome kind of stuff on the bike. So, mm. so much the same, really. I suppose it's the... It's what's called the XLCH, which is the high compression okay. version. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit more torquey and it's, mm. you know, she. So you could turbocharge it. Yeah, you can because it's also got yeah. cast iron heads. Yes. So, yeah, you actually can do that. Because um, it's an 800 or 883. 883, yeah. 883, yeah. I mean, shit, that thing goes like a. Yeah. Right out of hell, yeah. Well, yeah, if you don't respect her, she'll kill you. Mm. There's no question. She does want to hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, or, you almost like look at it. Uh, sometimes I look at that bike and think of a Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. In a way. Yeah. Like the, the way the tank is and it was like, yes. it's got a bit of an orangey, ready thing going on there. Yeah. No, yeah. she's got a nasty streak. There's mm. no question. Yeah, I suppose those old bikes you got to respect. Eh? Even yeah. even my old BM, you know, it's got that, that, that whole wallow thing that it does yes. in the corner. Yeah. Like the first time that happened to me, I fucking shat myself. I was at SWAT Corps. Yeah. Because the bike wasn't on the road yet. And so I put it on the trailer. I took it to the, to the, um, to the track. Yeah. And then at um, SWAT Corps, they got that like sweeping right hand. Like at about 120, 130, this thing like starts. Yes. You think, oh, this thing's going to check me off, you know? But like you got to respect the bike. Yes. It's not like these modern bikes that are dialed in nicely, suspension and yeah, yeah. I suppose it's about what you like, really. I guess the older bikes, you know, make me happy. They sort of allow me a <coughs> connection that I don't feel I have with modern mm. vehicles. Well, because yeah. what I've um, okay, I don't know, we can talk about the GS, and I mean, my GS is pretty modern. Yes, but in comparison to the new GSs. I prefer my bike to the new GSs because the new GSs, you climb on them and it's like uninspiring because it's okay, so yeah. smooth. Yeah. You can't hear the engine. There's hardly any wind yeah. buffeting. But it's not a quality like thing. I mean, you can see that it's a good yeah. bike or whatever. Mm. It's it's not a, I guess it's just, you know, where no, you well, find I like your doing happy the, place. Like, yeah. Well, that's like when riding my old BM, like you feel like a kamikaze pilot because it's got, yes. no, it's got no brakes. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. handle very well yeah but goes like a bat out of hell you know, so the other day um so i think the one floats is getting stuck on the left hand side okay because so that then, leans it leans to that yeah. Side. yeah so so what happens is um so the other day i climb on the bike the same kind of thing we had the last time where it goes but it's just got no power yes so anyway i was like fiddling and uh, and i think ah oh, look the f you know the 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 left hand side float bowl is empty yes so, play around with the with the float and I uh, can now it's released and whatever. Yes. And I climb on their bike because now I've been winding it because I'm trying to get this thing going. I climb on their bike and I fucking wind it. Fuck yeah. like, yeah. So I want to take, you know, like leave me behind, you know. <laughs> but it goes like a bat out of hell. Yeah, it's important to find that something, isn't it? That makes you happy. Well, it sort of turns you on, I guess. 
Yeah. Uh, and let's bear in mind for me, the old BM was my first bike that I ever owned. Yes. Not the first bike that I've ridden. I mean, I've been riding bikes since I was in school. Sure, yeah. But, um, <coughs> you know, I grew up with my mum not really wanting me to ride bikes. And then late in life, you know, the wife didn't want me to ride bikes. Problem. Yes. Um, and uh, so the BM was the first bike that I owned. My son, you know, it's my first bike. So, yes. And I suppose that's why I have this connection with it. But obviously it's also my kind of bike. Yeah. Um, you know, it just suits me. <coughs> it's my vibe. It goes the way, yeah, it's everything is. Yes. And hence the tattoo. <coughs> I don't think it's ever a bike that I would get rid of. Yes. And I can't even bring myself to convert it into a cafe racer or make it a flat racer or yeah. whatever. It's just like, I like it just the way it is. Yes. I mean, it's not 100% original because if you were to look at the, the headlight mounts, they're not original. Yes. they like someone, obviously the bike had been pranged or something. Or yeah. And they made makeshift aluminium ones. Well, they made a plan. Yeah, they made a plan. Which is how it happened in those yeah. days. You know, you kind of, yeah. But um, it looks, it looks, um, looks fine. I mean, it's not 100% original, but I just can't bring myself to inverted commas chop it. Yes. And, you know, like pimp it out to make it look like this awesome cafe racer. And then, yeah. Like for me, it loses its character. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind getting another one, like an R100, and then making that into a cafe racer or a, a, a flat tracker or something. Yeah. Whatever. Flat racer or whatever you call it. Well, yeah. Street mm. tracker, flat mm. tracker. Well, like almost racer. like a scrambler, yeah. you know, lifted bars. Yeah. Um, you know, s single seat. Um, what else would you, you know, like you know, maybe beef up the beef up the, you know, the suspension and maybe yeah you know raise the raise the exhaust or whatever yeah so i mean like what uh, okay so you got the norton now yeah back in the country i mean have you thought about when you're going to start or you well you as i are said you I waiting, are you waiting for your garage hand to arrive and well that that's the other problem you know and if someone to pass the fucking spanner Mm -hmm. um, we'll see this we'll banner my, that I just we'll dropped. Put my back into it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone to help me find that thing I just had in my hand that I now has disappeared off the face of the planet. Uh, I have to tell you. I have to tell you that yeah. was it was so it was so much fun us working on my old bike. Um, yes, it was just because it was just so cool. It was in the middle of the week, get together, yeah, tinker on the bike, have a good. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of laughs. Like I'm, I'm useless when it comes to the fucking workshop. Well, no, I think it's just a, it's a confidence thing, isn't it? You gotta, mm. you gotta be prepared to take it apart and then back yourself to put it back together afterwards. Well, you know, that, that's the thing, isn't it? How many times did we take um, when we were doing chain. the timing? Yeah, three a times. A couple of times, yeah. yeah, three times, yeah. Yeah, we got really good at it <laughs> towards the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first time it took us an hour and a half. Yeah, and we got it down to half an hour. Yeah, mm. I think we could have been like yeah, a, good, a good pit crew ever, you know, if we had some yeah. more practice. <laughs> Can you remember putting the exhausts on? Because I bought those yes. aftermarket replicas. And remember, the, we didn't realize that we had to, well, it didn't fit very nicely. Because but you had to cater had to, for the pedal, the yeah, back pedal, the I think. Brake yeah, pedal, pig, yeah. yeah. Was it the brake pedal or the yeah, pig? Oh, the brake pedal, yeah, you're right. Pedal, yeah. yeah. And we had to, I was like, I've just paid 
six and a half thousand rand for these stainless steel exhausts. <laughs> and then you're telling me what? I must fucking hit this thing with a hammer. Yeah, yeah. Take dink, the mallet and dink, let's make a dent. Dink. Yeah. <laughs> no, come on, guys. Put your back into it. Bang! <laughs> 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 well, Alex still talks about that. Yes. <laughs> it was a good moment, you know. We should have mm. we should have recorded it, I suppose. Yeah. <sighs> you know what? I think the best thing that one needs to do is put the GoPro up. In the in the garage, yes, like one or two, because I mean that's when you'll catch those moments, eh? Yeah, I mean we can remember them, but really yeah, I think it'd been really funny to observe that actually. <laughs> yeah, because right now, I mean, it's one of those you had to be there kind of stories. Had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose to answer your question, so I have to finish Lynette's bike. So mm. I'm building a the street CB tracker 400. for Lynette, which is mm. a Honda CB400, a 1979. Mm. I actually twin. like those. All CB, um, yeah, 400, 600, 500. Yeah, the 554 mm. is nice. Um, but the, yeah, so his is a 400 twin. I've taken <coughs> the horrible uh, in the late 70s, they had those horrible square Honda tanks, which mm. I don't like. Yeah, and I put one of the old teardrop tanks on there. It's really not a lot to do, actually. I need to build brackets for foot pegs and mounting points for gear shifter and uh brake pedal and some wiring is actually yeah. all that needs to happen mm. and the wiring is i've already done most of the major wiring i just need to wire in some indicator switches on the because i moved all the switch gear off the handlebars obviously yeah so that's project number one and then there's some stuff to do on the f250 some cosmetic things I might rub it down on and just seal it with a clear coat, like a matte clear coat, and keep some of the patina and the faded, because it's had some time in the sun, so that turquoise is becoming is nice and sort of faded now. Yeah, okay. We're not going to ever bling that up. It's going to be the surf track, mm. I guess. Yeah. And then the really big project is actually the Barracuda, which is… Like stripped down and re-sprayed? Yeah, and I kind of recently decided I'm going to try and do that myself. Okay. So, um, yeah. I mean, I might strip it right down and prep it and rub it down and take it to someone else to spray it properly to spray because it properly, yeah, yeah. you don't want to fuck that yeah. up, I guess. Yeah. But then while everything's out, you know, rebuild the engine and mm. recondition the gearbox. Sure, that's going to be... Rewire it and do all that shit. But then once it's done, oh my word. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that'll be, sure, I think that could take me 18 to 24 months, I'm sure. Mm. Um, and then and next I mean, in the queue is the Norton. No, no, but I mean, <laughs> and then the Norton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, <coughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no rush. <laughs> yeah, there's <Yeah>. no rush. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're talking about the Barracuda and 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 having it stripped down like that. I mean, would would you not miss driving it though? Well, you see, I suppose where I'm at now is I now actually want it to be sorted. Yeah. So she's been standing in the garage, I'd say, for the last three months. You haven't driven her. I haven't driven her. I've obviously started up every now and then to make yeah. sure everything's running. But but why 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 haven't you driven it? Well, mostly because there are three cars behind it. <laughs> a bit of a mission to move it up. Yeah, the car Tetris gets a bit tiring. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm just now at that point where you just want to get it I done. I need to yeah. make the decision actually, and I suppose almost take the wheels off. You know yeah, what I mean? Or yeah, do yeah. something that triggers okay, the project is now started. No, it started. So can, yeah. 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 So, I mean, well, tell us the story about picking up the the, um, the Barracuda. Oh, well, it was going to be very rock and roll, you know what I mean? I yeah. had this thing in my mind. We found the Barracuda. But, I mean, were you looking for a Barracuda or were you just look? Because, I mean, you've, you know, what I've noticed, you've got a, a, like this habit of you're on Facebook Marketplace or whatever. Yes. And you're like constantly just checking for stuff. Yes. Whether it be 
vehicles, bikes, you yeah. know, cars, bikes, or even like old lamp, lamps, old, old stuff, you yeah, know, like yeah. old coffee percolator, yeah, or whatever. You you tend to find these things. I like old things, with the exception of my wife. Yeah. yeah, because she's not old. <laughs> not because I don't like her. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Um, so, yeah, but I suppose I was looking for another sort of classic or vintage type car. Um, and I quite like the old American cars, actually. So, And I happened to come upon a, another Barracuda, which was a year before the one I've got in 1968. Mm-hmm. It was silver. It was in nice condition, but I just wasn't totally committed to paying the money for it. How much did um, they want for it? I think it was about 150 <coughs> grand or so. Okay. Um, Anime was so, worth 150. Oh, absolutely. That okay. car. You could probably have taken that car and resold it the next day for 250,000 rand. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was a good. It w- would have been a really good buy. There may have been some hidden sort of. No gremlins in there somewhere, but it was on the face of it a good buy. And then, but once I'd seen the car, I thought, sure, I really like the shape of it. But I also like the fact that it's kind of, it has the look of an American muscle car, but the fucking steering wheel's on the right yeah, side. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like such so, a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's such a pity because, yeah. you know, those American cars that we all enjoy, like the Mustangs and whatever, they yeah. left hand drive, you know? Yeah, I mean, if I could get my hands on a, on a, Dodge Charger mm. that was right-hand drive, or even a Dodge Challenger that was right-hand drive, I would, you know, yeah, give absolutely. my right arm for it. But yeah, so I was never really cool on the idea of have, driving a left-hand drive car. Yeah, um, hence the idea of maybe just you know buying an American town. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that's in the future. Yes. Um, and then I sort of quite liked the story of the because the Valiants were assembled in South Africa by a Chrysler in PE somewhere. Yeah. Um, so it was a South African, it wasn't South African made, but assembled in South Africa and part of the South African sort of uh, motoring history, I guess. And then I decided, okay, I wanted a, I wanted one of those. And I found this black 1969 Valiant Barracuda. The price was right. The guys were were cool on, you know, waiting for me to go and fetch it sort of three months or, or three weeks or four weeks later. I can't remember. It was the time. So we had time to plan. And I had this idea in my mind. I was going to take Craig, my mate Craig from Cape Town, you know. Yep. He was going to come with me and we were going to road trip from East London back to Joburg and it was going to be properly rock and roll, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we went down there and I drove it around the block and I was happy and I'd, you know, I'd made the right noises and there were things to fix that were mostly cosmetic or whatever, but... I was happy with it. So we just went to the petrol station and filled up and drove out of town. <laughs> like, like 50 k's out of East London. The radiator was fucking chucking um, water out the top and the temperature needle was going like this hot, cold, hot, cold. Obviously, yeah. and we could smell radiator fluid coming through the mm. air vents and stuff. Um, looking back, it was actually quite an easy fix. It was just the rubber lining on the on the plug for the radiator, the radiator okay. cap actually. Oh, the rubber had perished. Yeah. So it wasn't making so a proper seal. Yeah. So when the pressure came, it was yeah. just pushing it out. Yeah. Anyway, sometimes you're kind of overwhelmed in the moment, and we both of mm. us are you know claimed to be relatively mechanically capable, and we just yeah. completely misdiagnosed the yeah. whatever the problem was. But I suppose we'll see. Like you. You're also cautious. You don't want to overcook it or yeah. Try so I mean, we'd already taken a risk, but this would now going yeah. pushing it further would now, I suppose, have been an extensive risk. So, and yeah. we didn't have unlimited time or mm. budget or whatever else. Yeah. So we had to organise for a flatbed truck to take it up. 
And what car did you drive home? We we rented a Nissan Almera. <laughs> 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 it wasn't very rock and roll. <laughs> but it got us there, the poor yeah. thing, you know what I mean? But it, uh, just we didn't have the same vibe about it. You know, my <laughs> dreams were shattered. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but mean, I think we made up for it in our little road trip that we did. Oh, that's good. Uh, the last time <laughs> you and I around. Where did we go? Oh, you and I. Yeah, we went to Frenchuk. Yeah. Um, what's it through? What's it? Uh, what's it through? Crabeau and past Tevato Cliff Dam. Yeah, it was actually a good day. It was awesome. It was a bit windy though. Yeah, made filming a bit of a effort. Well, not in the car, really. No, no not in the car. A, but it would have been a mission on the bike. Yeah, when I was yeah. trying to get the like the driving pass shot. Okay, yes. the videos on YouTube. I'll put a link in there. But yeah, um, and we didn't have fancy yeah. sound equipment at the time. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it was we're still early yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Still early days <laughs> my editing skills on <laughs> top notch just yet. Yeah, but I mean that's a th that's what I love about that vehicle. I mean, I think the first time I think we did. We did a trip out when you were still living in Jabi. We did a trip out to um, to Pretoria, didn't we? We wanted to go and oh, uh, to, to that scrap Bernie's joint, Bernie, Bernie's joint yes. on a Sunday morning. Yeah, it turned out that uh, they, they open went open on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Or but that's when we or they, yeah the, the first time they didn't do, and then the second yes. time we went because we went to the boys. Yes, and then the second time we went, we got there on a Saturday, and then they didn't do breakfast. Yes, anyway. Yeah, but um, and that first time was also the time that you had to push, push it down <laughs> there because you ran out of petrol. You ran out of petrol, yeah. <laughs> and that seems to be a common theme with you. Yeah, with yeah. your old vehicles running out of petrol. But we'll, well, get it's because I don't know they the fuel gauges don't work. Well, even they don't have fuel gauges. Well, no, they have old old Holly. Like even the Series Three Landy in Kenya, the fuel gauge didn't work. Okay. Barracuda's fuel gauge doesn't work. Yeah. F250's fuel gauge doesn't work. The Series okay. 2 Landy I had here, <laughs> fuel gauge didn't work. It's like a theme. They want you to fight it. It's yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then just carry a thing in the back. No, but that's why you take your mates along, so they can push the car up, push the two and a half ton car up the hill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we won't forget that. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, just doing that, that that trip out to Pretoria on that day, I mean, the first time I've been in the Barracuda, I mean, this car has just got like, A, it's got so much space. You just feel so gangster in it because it's yes. like, okay, the color and everything, but it's just, it's just so comfortable and it just gets on the, on the, on the highway and it's like solid, you know, like, yeah. you know, I've always had this, um, this, uh, impression in my head. My mom had this old 1984 Toyota Cre uh, Cressida. Yes. It was like a fucking boat. You know, it would like, it would wallow around the, yes. you know, like it just was not very sturdy on the road. Whereas the Barracuda is like, it's almost like on rails in a way because it, yeah. it's just, just solid. Look, there, I mean, the chassis would have been a bit stiffer, I guess, than the Crest, than the Crest it is. Probably. Um, but yeah, it's an awesome drive. No, the Crest And, it, and the way it makes you feel is magic. There's magic about it. Yeah. I can't. And. You know, in this country, a lot of people appreciate that vehicle because yes. they they know that vehicle, especially yes. the townships and everything. Because we were talking that uh, the the sedan, what was it, the the, the Regal. Regal, the yes. Regal was, was often the became the taxi. Yeah, because yeah. they were so, so they recognised it straight away. Because that engine that's in there, it's called the Slant Six, um, is one of still one of um, Chrysler's sort of stalwarts. They, you know, it was one of those indestructible engines that they mm. used. I think they used that engine over. 
Oh, don't quote me on it, but it's something like over 40 years in 15 different models. Yeah. Um, because it was just a big block, six-cylinder, long strokes. So it's quite a comfortable ride. It's got a smooth um, you know, transition through the gears mm. and stuff. Makes a nice sound. Yeah. Goes <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> but now you touched on your, your, your landies that you had. Uh, yeah. Like, when was the first one that you got? First landy I ever had. Sure, that's an interesting question. It was a Series 3, 88 inch, um, 1974, I think it was. Okay. Uh, it was. I was up here in Joburg, actually, sort of a tan color, mm. like a proper old school landy with biscuit wheels yes. and, you know, uh, sort of tin rims and the whole story. Um, and then the second one in Cape Town was a Series 2. So the Series 2 has the lights in the middle, not on the outers of the body. Okay. A short wheel base. Oh, no, sorry. The long wheel base is a 108. So the yeah, short wheel base is an 88. 88. <coughs> um, that had the four cylinder 2.24 petrol engine in it. Okay. Um, had to sell that before we went up to Ghana. And then in Kenya, I bought Series 3 short wheel base, 88 inch. Um, also with that 2.24 petrol engine in it. But it was the, the open top. So it had. Uh, it had the metal doors, but doors, you could take yeah. the top halves top off, off yeah. and it had a canvas top over the back. That's cool. <laughs> um, British green, mm. you know, proper wheel on the bonnet, the whole story. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, do yeah. you, I mean, do you like those? I mean, you obviously love those vehicles. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, what made you buy a Landy? I suppose they just have a thing about them, you know. Yeah. They have a certain charm. Uh, not everyone likes them, mm. but, uh, but the, the old ones in particular, I think, were. So those old Landys and the FJ40s that we were talking about earlier, yes. those are from that sort of era. Era, yeah. Um, they were just quirky, very simple, very basic, um, but almost indestructible, you know. Yeah. Um, so this is something that I found very interesting. I mean, just over the years, if you look at the vehicles that – Land Rover bought, brought into the country or sold in this country versus yes. what Toyota sold in this country. Toyota very seldom have sold the short wheelbase versions of their vehicles. Like we talk about the FJ40, yes. even the 70 series, the short wheelbase 70 series. They actually never brought them into the country. Yeah. The ones that are in the country have either come, they've been imported from other yeah. countries, wherever. So I wonder why that is. Because clearly, clearly, I mean, I mean, even the Defender, up until when it went out a couple of years ago, they were still selling the short wheelbase. I would have thought that when now this interim that they've had between the old Defender going out and the new Defender coming eventually one day, whenever that is, yes, I see it's on the horizon. Looks terrible. Yeah, um, that Toyota might have taken the opportunity to fill that gap. By bringing in a short wheel base because the latest 70 series yeah like the 76 series station wagon i think i think it's in dubai or somewhere in the middle east they sell a short wheel base version and it actually looks very nice it looks like the old short wheel base yeah 70 series obviously a little bit more modernized but i wonder why they don't why they don't bring in a short oh, wheel they must base? have analyzed the market somehow and uh, I guess I mean I don't like think Toyota analyzes the market very well. Because You think so? No, well, if you take the, the Prado yeah. a couple of Prados ago. Yeah. And I think there's they still have this problem at the moment where you've got this Prado which is a premium vehicle. Yeah. And at the time okay, we're going a couple of sh shapes back. Yeah. But they had the the V six four litre petrol. Yeah. 
And then they had the KZTE three liter turbo diesel yeah. in the Prado. Then they bring the Fortuna out. But they bring the Fortuna out in the D4D, right? Yeah. Which is more powerful than the, than, than the KZTE in a lighter vehicle. Yes. And they, even though overseas the Prado had the D4D motor in it, they continue to sell the Prados here with a KZTE motor in it. Which doesn't make sense because it was like pushing out something like 96 kilowatts, pushing a almost a two-ton vehicle around. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. <coughs> they must have worked the dynamics out. That's, it could be that the application for that three-liter turbo diesel was sort of as a fleet vehicle. and and The, the problem was that they weren't selling any of them because people were buying the Fortuners. Yes. Because they were getting better value for money Yeah. in terms of power. Yeah, but what you would find is that probably the mines or government departments or whatever would probably more, li- more likely buy the three-liter turbo diesel um, in that shape of vehicle and yeah. that the, the luxury camper or the guy who wants to park his car on the pavement in Santa <laughs> is going to buy the <laughs> Fortuna. You know? <laughs> but I mean, also, so, also, if you think about the, the 76 series, when they first brought it out in South Africa, yes. it came with the, the 4.2 diesel 1HZ motor, which I think came out kind of the late 80s or early 90s. Yeah. Also, 4.2 litre pushes out 96 kilowatts, pushing a two and a half ton vehicle around. Whereas in Australia, they had the V8 turbo diesel. Yes. So it's like almost like they, like they. But in Australia, they would be competing in a different market. Though. Oh, possibly. Possibly. I mean, the whole Ute culture there and the big V8s in just about yeah. everything is. You, I suppose you got to also do horses for courses. But I mean, where like they you would think have brought those in fairly utilitarian <coughs> here. But uh, but I mean, you think about you driving that vehicle at altitude here. That thing's got no power. Yes. Like you would think, okay, well... But didn't they have a talkie gearbox? Well, listen, we've still got one of those at work. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's rather slow. It's the short straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want to drive that vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's going nowhere slowly. Yeah. And plus, obviously, at work, they put all these extra precautions roll bar, bull bar, this thing, and make it even heavier. Yes. And the engine is still like... <laughs> but even if you think about that F-250, it <coughs> still has the like a big speedo in the middle of the mm. of the thing in the front end. It's because it used to be a mine vehicle or something. Oh, that like... It's yeah, that, that like has the little roll yeah, of paper in the back that yeah. sort of tracks it. Um, and... <clears throat> and that vehicle they would have bought was because it was just very basic and yes. very rugged. I mean, it's a 4.9 liter straight six mm. petrol engine with a four-speed manual gearbox. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get anywhere quickly. Like, <laughs> no. Let's be frank. But you can load the shit out of it, and you yeah. can, you know, it's got so much torque in the low end that it'll. I mean, you drove it, you yeah. pull away in second gear because you yeah. don't need the first. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I suppose it depends on the application. Yeah. You also really wouldn't want people racing around with those things. Mm. And so that was the end of the conversation. Well, not really. I had a technical glitch and lost the last 15 minutes of the conversation. So, But don't worry, you didn't miss too much. We started talking about Bitcoin and really boring stuff like that anyway guys i just want to say thanks very much for listening to the podcast this year 
It's basically a year and a bit that I've been doing the podcast. And uh, I've, I just really want to say thanks so much to the people that have been listening, that have been downloading the episodes, that have given me feedback. And special thanks goes out to the guests that have uh, come on the podcast. Thanks so much for um, uh, giving me your time and telling me your stories. And I hope to chat to you guys again soon. It's it's really amazing. I've really enjoyed uh, having the conversations with the people this year. And I'm going to be hitting it hard next year. Harder than I did this year. Like I said in the beginning, uh, an episode every week. And I'm just going to try and get as many interesting people as I can get onto the podcast for you guys to hear their stories. And as as always, please just keep on giving me your feedback. Share it with your friends. Um, just let them know that there's something interesting out there to listen to if it's the kind of subjects that they are into. And I'm just going to wish everyone a happy Christmas and a new year. And I'll catch you in 2020. And I've just got a funny feeling 2020 is going to be a good good year for everybody. Right. And on that note, guys, thanks so much for joining me. I'll catch you next time.